Welcome to another episode of Expresso Babe, and joining me is a myth who has lived for thousands of lifetimes, has walked just as many miles, he's a jack of all trades and a master of none, and father to Count Dracula himself. It's Lee. Ah, Count Dracula owes me some money. Right. (laughs) Excellent. It's great to be here. Now, we'd best kick off with our riddles, sir. So let's get over the answer to last week's riddles. Let's. Do you want me to kick off, or shall you? Uh, Do you want to? You kick off, sir. Okay, so my riddle to you... My riddle to you last week was, when my name's called, you'd best take heed. Be down to earth, I've said it's plain. I'm known for many a foul deed. It's said I flourish in the rain. And if I'm right in thinking, I said duck. You did indeed say duck. You've got quite a few helpers as well, to be fair. I did. I had Shane Foxfire said... Foxfire, just Foxfire. Oh, Foxfire, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Said duck. And yes, you did answer Duck, and I'm happy to say, well, I'm not that happy to say, <laughs> Duck was correct. Excellent. Yes, so you got that one right. Well done to everyone else. Yes, he can't read his own Sanskrit writing again. In my defence, that bit I was reading was from when everyone was shouting out their answers and I was trying to write them. Yeah. So let's go over your riddle for last week, Mr. Kelly. I will. I'm used to ruling nation. I'm something of people's idolisation. Keep me safe for all costs. Idolisation. Idolisation. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> Keep me safe at all costs, get me trapped, and all is lost. So I answered King, and I can't remember who joined me in answering King. I don't suppose you noted it down, did you? No. No? But someone else did one. answer King, so well done to whoever answered King. How do you know that's Tony. Right? Tony says they answered King. How do you know that? Is it right? It's right. It's right. <laughs> there we go. It's correct. So well done to Tony. Well done to me. Well done both of you. And we've got through another episode without getting one wrong. This is kind of annoying because we're trying to make harder and harder ones and you lot are still getting them right. So well done to you. And without further ado, I think we'd better go over this week's riddles. Yes. So let's kick it off. As ever, if you think you know the answer, shout it out because I will be having to answer Callum's riddle before the end of the podcast and vice versa. He shall be having to answer mine. And we do not necessarily get a lot of time to go over our answers, which means we're relying on you guys to help us out. Would you like me to start slow? Go for it, carpe diem. (laughs) Seize the day. Mm. The answer to this riddle is simply clear. These types of beach waters are nowhere near. The skies are empty. It seems to me (laughs) guilt-free conscience is the way to be. Once more, if you would, please. Okay. The answer to this riddle is simply clear. These types of beach waters are nowhere near. The skies are empty. It seems to me a guilt-free conscience is the way to be. Blimey. Okay. I have no idea so far, so I hope you guys are going to be able to help us out. But in the meantime, I am going to kick off with my riddling Callum. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready, sir. We reach solemnly upwards when we lurk on the ground, wounding unwary souls where'er they be found. On tail ends we sit till a spark makes us rouse, flick the switch, let us feed and bring life to your house. I know those last two don't quite rhyme and it really bugs me, but it's the best I could do. Jesus, Um, one more time. We reach solemnly upwards when we lurk on the ground, wounding unwary souls where'er they be found. On tail ends we sit till a spark makes us rouse, flick the switch, let us feed and bring life to your house. Glass of water, says Sarah. Electricity, says Sarah. Sarah Head. That's what I was thinking initially, but I don't get the pointing upwards. <laughs> Gary has also said electric. Electric switch, says Gary. Electricity, says Jessica. Aspiring nun, says a light. We will go over those once more before the end of the podcast. Maybe more than once more, we shall see. But in the meantime, first one, only, only thought of space or heaven. 
I thought match, but I'm not sure that quite fits. Is it space or heaven? Uh, Gary. Callum looks very excited about something. I, I think I know. He thinks he might have solved it. And in the meantime, we are going to trot merrily forwards onto our hypothetical. Those of you who haven't listened to us before, each week we alternate, taking it in turns, one of us asks the hypothetical to the other, and then we answer it first, the other one has to answer afterwards, and we want to hear what you guys think as well. Hopefully we'll get a little bit of conversation from it into the bargain. Dora says tears. That tomorrow. I presume so. So, Mr Callum, it's going to be your hypothetical this week. It is. Let's see if you've come up with one that's not going to get you actually booed this time. I, I have got one. Okay. It's like, if you had to listen to one song for the rest of your life... Oh, Jesus Christ. ...what would you want it to be? <laughs> it doesn't mean you, you have to listen to it on repeat. But you're only allowed to listen it's to only, that song. It's like, whenever you want to hear music, you can only play this song. Wow, that sounds like anything would get really annoying. Rasputin by Pony M. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Now, I particularly am enjoying the fact that that is an answer. No. Because no. we had one occasion, a good few years ago now, Tennessee whiskey, 100%, when another friend of mine was crashing at my place for maybe a couple, maybe six months. Yeah. Because he was in between other places. And on one occasion, he'd had a few drinks. Callum was also sleeping on my sofa. And every time Callum tried to, sp- to sleep, from about probably 3am when I went to bed till about 6, 7 in the six, morning. 6, 7, yeah. The individual in question would be put the, um, his headphones on Callum's ears and play Rasputin at him at full volume. <laughs> yes. So he could appreciate the intro. I hate it. I hate that song with a passion. <laughs> oh, Don't Fear the Reaper is a good shout. I love a bit of Blue Oyster Cult. Probably do if I heard it. So Callum, it's your hypothetical, which means you answer first, sir. Once Upon a December, Anastasia film. Oh yeah, I've got to answer first. Says Foxfire. Yes, you've got to answer first. It's your hypothetical. Rain and Thunderstorm sounds, says Gary. I I had a choice of three. Yes. And it was either going to be like it was going to be bass hunter. <laughs> You're going with techno. all I ever wanted. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Never wanted. Or walking in Memphis. Okay. But then I finally settled on one of your songs. Actually, your re- rendition of Biffy Clyro Space. Ah, oh, that's very kind yeah. of you to say. Yeah. So that's my choice. That means I need to answer your question as well. To answer your. Uh, to answer your question, yes. I would go with Out of My Head by Fastball. Okay. I think it's an absolute banger. It's not overly not overly uh, lively, which to be honest, half the time I'm not in the mood for. But it's also um, of... just really quite uplifting. It's an absolute banger of a song. One of his songs. What, says Fox? Oh, One no, of whose songs? You, you. I said your rendition. He plays oh. guitar and sings. Yes. it's It was a cover anyway. It's nothing, nothing mm. hugely exciting. Well, it's better than the original, sir. That's very kind of you to say, mate. don't know if it would be these days. My voice is not what it used to be. Uh, you know, practice makes perfect. <laughs> well, anyway. I sing, says Bella Bearcub. You sing, even do I sing. Yes. I used to be um, I used to be a music therapist. I used to do music sessions with people with recovering from traumatic brain injuries, which was great fun, to be fair. Loved doing it. Covid killed that, so thank you, Covid. Traumatic brain injuries guy. Actually, I was known as the music bloke, but... Actually, no, it's Norfolk, so I was known as the Music Bluck. <laughs> because, you know, you've got to say it properly if you're from Norfolk. Because mm, we definitely have a Norfolk accent. So. Mm. I'd also like to point out, people from anyone from any other part of um, the world... No, the country, sorry, not the world. England, by the way, for those of you who are not au fait with where we're from, you should be able to figure it out from the accent. 
Yeah, I was going to say people from people from outside of Norfolk. Whenever they try and do a Norfolk accent or do an impersonation of us, I say us. I don't sound like that at all. But they all <laughs> not at all not at all, darling. <laughs> but they all sound. They all do West Country. Like people from Hot Fuzz, you know, oh, you can't read, and we can't. Hello yeah. there, are you right? I'm from Norfolk, which is not at all the Norfolk accent. So I'm going to put a little public service announcement from people from this area. If, you, if you're from the West Country, you round your vowels like that. And if you're from Norfolk, you flatten them like that. <laughs> Am I wrong, though? I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even do one, and I've lived here for I don't know what you're talking about. Do you want a foo? Do you want a foo? Uh, we had a foo bears last night. Oh, you did? I had more than a foo bears. Foo bears. Well, to be fair, I should be able to do the, Norfolk, the impression of the Norfolk accent, Ellie, because I live here. Yes, that is invariably what people try and do when they try and sound from, sound from South like Birmingham. Scouses. Lucky for you, then. Yes, to be, that is, to be fair, that's probably a relief. And a mank. We've got a scouser, a mank, and a brummy. What's a mank? Mancunian. Manchester, mate. Oh. Christ. <laughs> do you know anyone else who doesn't have a Norfolk accent from Norfolk? Yes. Me? To be, yes. I mean, you're technically from London. Yeah, but... You grew up in Norfolk, but you're technically from London. Yes, um, when you're in the city like we are, you don't hear an awful lot of the accent. When you get out into the rural area where nothing happens and everyone's racist, then you hear a little bit more of the Norfolk accent. That sounds like my neck of the woods. Yeah, it does sound a bit like <laughs> yeah. your neck of the woods. I'm from Bradford. Where's Bradford? You're asking me, Mr. <laughs> True, you thought, Geography Yeah, over you here. thought Portugal was in Eastern Europe, yeah. It's <laughs> a slip of a tongue. Anyway, fun as that's been, you on the right look like one of the bad guys in Outer Banks. I don't know why Outer Banks is. Which of us is on the right? So I always get confused as to whether or not it switches. Posh boy or wide boy? <laughs> <laughs> wow. The one talking more. That's, that's me, isn't that's it? That's you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is him. Anyway, let's go over our, our articles, sir. Callum, um, would you like to kick us off? Are you ready, sir? Monopoly game ends in samurai sword fight. What? <laughs> I mean, to be fair... That's a pretty tame end for Monopoly. Yeah. Uh, Everyone knows Monopoly doesn't end when someone wins. It ends when someone turns the table over. I read this long. Well, you better continue then, Mr. Callum. Right. Okay, a, a game of Monopoly in Brussels has taken a turn for the worst. As a row with a man... No, ends in a row with a man fighting for his life. Okay, um, <laughs> the trouble ensued when a group of friends were playing Monopoly outside on their street. I believe they were being too loud, so one of the neighbours came out. How do you get too loud playing Monopoly? I don't know, maybe they get a bit <laughs> aggy. Uh, a guy came out with a samurai sword and challenged the uh, <laughs> challenged the uh, people playing. Uh, there was a tussle which led to a blood-stained street and Monopoly cards, Monopoly cards being strewn everywhere. They say that Monopoly tears families apart. It normally is just not so literal. <laughs> And so one they, of the people is in hospital. So they fighting. literally attacked someone with a samurai sword? Yeah. Was this in America by any chance? Brussels. Brussels? Yeah. What, in... A street in Brussels. Oh, where is, where is Brussels? Belgium? Yes. Belgium? Yeah. Nothing happens in Belgium. <laughs> well, clearly there's some samurai warriors out there. Like, literally the, literally the people who live in Belgium have voted that the least exciting place. Those Belgians. Six foot four and full of muscles he was. <laughs> Shout out to the man from Brussels. We've had a throwdown over a Monopoly board, but never swords drawn, says Unholy Cow. Yeah. Um, Words have flown many yes, times in my yes, house. We've definitely, I mean, I've definitely seen sulks over Monopoly. I flipped the board once, because I think we were playing for about three hours, and I was like, all oh, right, we'll call it a draw. And I was absolutely <laughs> spanking them. I'm like, no, 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 we'll call it a draw. And I just 
flipped. It's like, ah, this. No, if you want to give up, then fine. Yeah, exactly. If I'm winning, you're not calling it a draw, 100%. Exactly. Oh, I've seen you get salty about board games before anyway, Cameron. Yeah, you have. You're little Spartans, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We don't need to, we don't need to revisit Or times. Stratego. Right. Beat you twice on your, on your own game, didn't I, mate? You did, yeah. How many times do we play? Twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm game, definitely the Sulkus as I'm going to never came back. No, that, to, be, to be fair, that's true. Yeah, I beat you twice and you never brought the game over again. <laughs> Unholy cows, the sulker, they hate losing. Flipping board is illegal in the US. <laughs> to be fair, I don't mind losing as long as I feel like I played well. I'd rather mm. lose playing a good game than win and just absolutely tonk them. Um, I've tipped over a Monopoly board a few times, says Jessica. And no, I've never snuck myself extra money when I've been the banker. Right, so my article for you, Mr. Callum. Yes. Oh, I did just want to go over, because I'm not going to go over this as an article, because there's not a lot to say about it. The moderator is doing a good job. Our moderator's great. She is. She keeps... Sometimes she gets people getting a bit salty about it, but that's because she stops people saying absolute nonsense things to completely fill the chat. And you know what? If they're going to be salty about not being able to just spam, that's fine. I'm okay with that. So, yeah, I did want to go over a quick title. There's not... I'm going to have to be mildly cautious about... um, Wording. Wording. Normally you just say whatever you think. Normally I say what I'm not thinking, and that's part of the problem. So, yeah, I just didn't want to cover a quick title because it's just quite good. And it just made me giggle. Which was um, a Japanese festival celebrating a delicate portion of male anatomy. Uh, (laughs) Says, fake phallic mascot makes things really hard. (laughs) Now, there wasn't much article to that. But I really enjoyed the headline, so I just had to go over that very quickly because it's a terrible pun. It was clearly deliberate, and you know what? I love uh, it. It's good. Absolutely brilliant. Uh. Excellent headline. Sounds like something from Private Eye. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was absolutely genius. Like I said, there's not much to the actual article, so I'm not bringing that in. But I just wanted to go over that ever so quickly. So what I have gone into: experts warn that mummies on display may be able to spread fungal infections to humans. Mm, just lovely. to bring something in a little bit um, lovely, little bit, little bit well dead. Let's bring some doomsday back to this. Let's no. have some fun. <laughs> no, it's not the first time I've brought in some slightly doomsday stuff, but the world hasn't ended yet, so you never know. Maybe we'll be lucky this time. Maybe. <laughs> I apologise again to anyone who's Mexican because my pronunciation is going to be absolutely atrocious. But one of the Guanajua, Guanajua. Why are you telling me? Like Mummies I know. is on display at the tourism fair in Mexico City. Shows signs of fungal growth. And the glass case in it is probably not good enough to stop to stop fungal spores escaping. The mummies are typically on display at Museo de la Momias, which is the Museum of the Mummies, basically, and date back to the 1800s. They were buried in basically they were just buried in crypts, surrounded by loads of really dry stone, mineral-rich okay. earth stuff, and therefore mummified by accident. About 100 years later, or X amount of time later, they brought in burial tax. And I don't know about you, but I wouldn't pay for some relative who's been 100 years dead to stay in the ground. So up they all came. Yeah, I, I would <clears> either. <throat> no, absolutely. Up they all came. And it was discovered that uh, effectively they just mummified. Their clothes were intact and some of them. Mm. Their hair was intact. Their skin was intact. They'd literally turned into mummies, which was very exciting in the 1900s when you've got nothing better to do. And the only other exciting thing is to get syphilis or something, probably. Um, <laughs> so they became basically something of a freak show. And the people who owned them would like sort of distort them into like... Ah, Oh, scary yeah. looking faces because um, this, was, <laughs> this was <laughs> this, this was around when the whole scary mummy trope thing came about in the first place as well which um, by the way we can blame Arthur Conan Doyle for who's Arthur Doyle <laughs> Arthur Conan Doyle oh who's Arthur Conan Doyle the guy who wrote Sherlock Holmes oh 
yeah. is also responsible for the scary mummy trope. So uh, what? It's... <laughs> anyway, by the by, they've now been um, taken away from the museum and displayed in this fair, and unfortunately, they've been found with large fungal colonies on them. Lovely. Which, which yeah. was interesting enough. <laughs> But I then had a little look further forward because it turns out this is probably where the origin of the curse of the mummy came from. What I think, right? If something's dead and it's in the ground, leave it. (laughs) Don't touch it. Don't bring it up. Don't defrost people in glaciers that might have some disease. Oh, yeah, that was was about a month ago. Yeah. Viruses. Leave everything alone. Yeah. No, they think it was a a fungus called Aspergillus or Aspergillus. Which effectively can live for a long, 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 long time in dark, um, dark areas like tombs and so on and so yeah. forth. But after they yeah. exhumed Tutankhamun, whilst the whole curse of the mummy thing is not entirely true because not everyone who was involved died, there are still, were still people who lived a good, good long life. Mm. Twenty of the people involved in the exhumation did die. Exhumation did exhumation? die. No exhumation. It was exhumed. Oh, exhumation—that's a long word. It's a hard word to say because I'm still not sure if I'm saying that right. I read about that. Said Ellie, yes. So about twenty, about twenty of the people involved yeah. in the actual the actual tomb breaking itself did die, and they suspect it's from um, fungal spores from Mister Tutankhamun, who was long dead and probably can't be blamed. To be fair, no. but it also turns out that King Kazmit, I've probably re- read that wrong because I wrote that bit down really quickly at the end. The fourth of Poland, mm-hmm. when he was ex- excavated from his or exhumed from his tomb, mm-hmm. same thing. Ten of the twelve scientists involved in breaking the tomb died in a few weeks after. And they do, they genuinely think it's through, through fungal spores that have just been sitting down there yeah. for hundreds, thousands of years. And so as Callum has pretty much summarised very nicely, just don't f*** <coughs> with dead things, literally or figuratively. They used to booby trap the tombs when the gases were released. I mean, the issue with that is I'm not saying that's not necessarily true. But if we're looking at Tutankhamun, the place had been underground for 2000 odd years. And chances are that the, the booby traps weren't made purely out of stone, so they would be probably inactive by the time they got there. Chances are, anything that killed the people who were involved in the exhumation probably wasn't deliberately put there by the ancient Egyptians. It was something like fungus. <laughs> Someone said Tutankhamun just pulled to Jesus and came back alive. Someone called a discovery chip. Sorry. <laughs> Someone said Tutankhamun just pulled a Jesus and came back alive. Yeah, that's Someone called a discovery that's, channel. That's because I accidentally said they resurrected him rather right? oh. <laughs> than they exhumed no. him. I said completely the wrong word and suggested they've um, <laughs> they've resurrected Tutankhamun, and I bloody hope they haven't. I've seen that movie and it doesn't end well. I can't keep anything sensible. I can. No. It's just my brain. What was the first man to milk a cow trying to do? You see, I think that's a fair question because I feel <laughs> the same way about cheese. Like, who forgot some milk for months? Yeah. looked in the thing, saw that and went, that looks tasty. <laughs> Let's have a go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't like cheese at the best of times anyway. Wild. The most annoying British accent. Ooh. Most Ooh, annoying most British. annoying British accent. Go on, what's the most annoying British accent, aside from yours? No, that's uh, just your voice, actually, sorry. I was going to say yours, but... Oi! Most, uh, most annoying British accent, probably Scouser. Oh, we've got a Scouser on today as well. Get yeah. him. It's just, I just Scouse as well I says Ellie. I, I just don't. I'd say. Hey, mate, you like a clean, is there See, someone someone said Brummy, and I was kind of on that. I was more going like Wolverhampton, sort of black country area. So Dudley kind of area, where they all talk a bit like this. <laughs> I often figured they all sound. They're not. It's not annoying. They just all sound so sad. I they all sound well. really, really mournful, and I just want them to cheer up a bit. I'm Cornish. Hi from Cornwall. You all sound like pirates. Hello That's to fine. Cornwall. Get on my love. Please tell me you don't both drink tea. I like tea, he doesn't. I like water. 
I have a slightly large, a worryingly large number of different kinds of tea in my uh, cupboard. So I really do fit the stereotype, yeah. He does. Yeah. But he loves crumpets as well. No, crumpets are awful. Oh. They don't absorb butter. It just sits in there like yeah. pools of bleh. Crumpets are not okay. Do you be putting milk in your tea? Depends on whether or not I'm in the mood for milky tea. Yes or no. Either one is fine. No sugar, though. I collect fruity tea, but I'm not sure that counts. That does count as tea. Crumpets Crumpets are awful. You like crumpets, don't you? I don't mind them, but they have to be absolutely... Ah! But it's just like like pools of fat. You put jam on it. Mm, I like crumpets. It's like eating polystyrene foam. The the texture is just not okay. Croissants. croissants are better muffins are better croissants. English muffins yes ah so Tony are you saying uh, you're going to have a real problem answering this but are you saying scones or scones crumpets cheese and Callum scones or scones scones <clears throat> do you know why because when it's gone it's gone ah. <laughs> see I upset both sides of the party oh, I say one scone two scones <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that actually looked like it hurt your soul it did yeah, no, I'm I'm for all for changing the phonetics when we're um when we're abbreviating. Your, your it. dislike of crumpets was that was what the what was. I'm also, by the way, in terms of um, singular to pluralization changes, I'm I'm still maintaining the campaign that the singular for sheep ought to be shoop. Sheep. One shoop, two sheep. No, it's a stupid <laughs> idea. Okay, what's the singular for geese? Goose. What? Goose, geese, shoop, sheep. No. One shoop, two sheep. I'm just saying, it makes sense. Sheeps is two. No, sheep. sheeps is not two. It's one sheep, two sheep. No, sheeps. No, sheeps is not a word. A couple of sheeps. No, <laughs> that's not a thing. Uh, I'd love a pet sheep, says Bella. Mike, who's cheese string? All for sheep, say I, says Foxfire. <laughs> sheep, gooses. Mouse and mice. Yeah, I'm just saying, sheep and sheep makes sense phonetically based on the rest of the rules we go with. I have to shove on an English accent to get mine to understand me. <laughs> sheeps does sound wrong sheeps is wrong it's not a word by the same I mean to be fair by the same token I'd like to I, you would have to accept moose being meese you had to try it out in both accents one mouse two mice one heist two houses <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm just saying I mean I, I, it's a weird hill to be prepared to die on but I am prepared to die on that hill well, well, singular for sheep is shoop you can die on any hill you want Teeth and tooth. Yeah, exactly. Teeth and tooth. Sheep and shoop. Nope. Geese and goose. Nope. It makes sense. Okay, it's shoop then. What about platypi and octopi? Well, it's not a platypus, is it? <laughs> or an octopus. Pardon. Plural of sheep is shoop. No, I think the singular for sheep ought to be shoop. Sheepapi. Sheepappy? <laughs> Sheepappy? Isn't that that guy on TikTok? I don't know. It's like, it is platypuses. I believe octopus is technically octopodes. <laughs> that Generally. sounds like octopus day. Octopodes. Yes. <laughs> riddle again, sir. About a couple of weeks ago, chickens is a word. I thought plural chicken was chicken. <laughs> I like that. One chicken, two chicken. Yeah. Now I'm afraid chickens is a sheepapus. Sheepapus. <laughs> but yeah, it depends how technical into it you want to be. It's one of those ones that's fallen out of common parlance. It has. But if we're being really, really technical. Why is English so bloody confusing? I can answer that, Jim. It's the French. Yes. Like, genuinely, it's the French. By and large, I don't hate the French. Well, I'm supposed to, being English. But it's the French. If that makes no sense. Sheep, sheep is a strong is a strong a stem noun. Look. What's the singular for goose? For geese? Balls. 
always the French. Always the French. Yes. No, it is the French. Oh, oh no, it's not. Because the French, in 1066, oh. William the Conqueror, <laughs> Battle of Hastings. I, was I wasn't Hastings. there then. <laughs> uh, Battle of Hastings came across, took over England quite successfully. The Battle of Hastings came across? <laughs> William the Conqueror, Battle yeah. of Hastings came yeah. across. Yeah. It yeah. makes sense. Be silent. No, it doesn't. Yes, Be still. it does. Anyway, came came them all the way across, conquered England, and for a long, for a good fifty to hundred years, all the English aristocracy and the educated people spoke French. When we finally decided to get rid of them again, we wanted English back, but we, all we had left was peasant English. Which is why, up until the Renaissance, when they suddenly decided to make up a load of words, and for some reason we credit Shakespeare for it and not say Marlowe, mm. they they basically we had no no real language. That's why we used Latin so much in um, science and religion. Are you a history guy? No, I'm an English guy. He's just really smart. I'm not that smart. French was the upper class. I just find a lot of things so interesting. Beef and pork is French. <laughs> well, that makes sense. To be fair. But yeah, so effectively, the the French. <laughs> thank you, Belaverka. The French being um, owning our country for a good fifty to hundred years decimated the complexity of our language. And from what I've heard, I can't vouch for this completely. But from what I've heard, we then had um, before prior to that, we had the same slightly, from our perspective, slightly weird uh, noun gendered rules that they have in a lot of European countries. No. What with our language being Latin in origin. German was a lower class and French was upper, so they mixed. I like the German accent. And also, just you say anything in German, it just sounds angry. I don't think it does these days. I don't think it does. I think modern Germans sound wonderfully camp. <laughs> it's amazing the way they talk, you know. Um, do you know the German for glove? It's one of my favourite composite it, words. Isn't it hand? Handschuh. Handschuh, yeah. Handschuh. That's their word for glove. There's no word world in which that is not brilliant. I think they're, they're... I can't remember the actual word, but their word for for gums also translates as tooth flesh. Yeah. Which is a bit macabre, but I also really, really love. Could be hand sock, though. Huh? It could be. Tooth flesh. Yeah, genuinely. It's true. That's the, that's the German word for gums, tooth flesh. <laughs> there we go. Sunflesh. Sunflesh. There love we go. Hospital is Krankenhaus. I don't know what that translates as, but it's something house. Sick house or house of pain. Yeah, I know it means hospital. I meant the literal translation. <laughs> Literally house of the broken. Ooh, I like that. That feels like a band name. Right, shall we go... Sorry. Shall we go over our riddles once more before we finish up? Yes. Well, before we approach finishing up, anyway. Um, so, once more for you, Mr. Callum, my riddle to you. We reach solemnly upwards when we lurk on the ground, wounding unwary souls where'er they'd be found. On tail ends we sit till a spark makes us rouse, flick the switch, let us feed, and bring life to your house. And I felt this pain many a time, and I'm going to go with plug. He's going to go with plug. <clears throat> Do you think he's right? You'll have to check out next week to find out. Fire says, can't find a username, three. <laughs> Which suggests that, th that two people have even got that one before you. Electric Rob Plug says Amazing Gumball. Unwary Souls slash Souls gave it to me, said Tony. Your riddle, please, Mr. Callum. The answer to this riddle is simply clear. These type of beaches, waters are nowhere near. The skies are empty, it seems to me. A guilt-free conscience is the way to be. <sighs> Do you know, I think you might be catching up by one today. 
A desert, says Bella, bear cub. See, I was thinking along those lines. Would you like it one more time? Yeah, once more. Uh, just don't overthink it. The answer to this riddle is simply clear. These type of beaches waters are nowhere near. The skies are empty, it seems to me. A guilt-free conscience is the way to be. Overthink it? I haven't got anything from it. <laughs> I've got rain, tears and desert. <laughs> I've got it, says Clara and Brutton. You best yep. help out the you poor You better fellow. help me out then, because I'm, I'm stumped. I need a countdown timer. <laughs> ah, that could be right, yeah. Clear. Yeah, oh, and my conscience is clear. Excellent, yeah, I'm going with clear. Who's that? That makes total sense. Ah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean... I should have thought of that sooner as well. That's really good. But yeah, no, I'm going with clear. Excellent. Find out if he's right next week, guys. <laughs> you just swore at them. I think you're. I think they're right. Anyone's trying to lull you into false. Yeah, the answer is simply clear. Yes, excellent. Very good. Right, Mr. Callum. That pretty much brings us to the end of the podcast. I think it does. So, shall we go over how to contact us? And we have already had someone ask about our Insta, so it's probably a good idea that we cover it. Yes. Okay, so forgive us if we're going over something you've already seen, but if you are watching us on TikTok, you will know that we are on TikTok. Hello. You can catch us on Expresso Babe the Podcast. And don't forget that Expresso is spelt E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O. We go live 5.30 every Tuesday, English time. Don't miss it. For those of you watching on Facebook, we are also on there. It's just Expresso Babe. Don't forget there's a space between those two words. By the way, Bella, Cub, Bella Bear Cub says she wants to win a T-shirt. We have had some competitions out there. There will be more, so stay tuned. There will be more opportunities to get them. And they will be going on sale in the near future as well. If you wish, you can also catch us on Instagram, which is expresso underscore babe underscore. It is indeed. You're trying to remember other social media platforms, aren't yes, you? Yes, we are also on email, which is rather funny because it's a Yahoo one. Love a Yahoo. And it's expresso.babe at yahoo.com. And last but by no means least, you can find us on YouTube, which is expresso babe. Again, a space between those two words. We've got our out first season's worth of outtakes out there. We will be getting other bits of silliness up there as well. So all that remains, Mr. Callum, is say that it's always a pleasure. And it's never a chore. And we'll see you all next week. See you next week, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.